CDs in a, you go to a car. Someone's got three CDs in their in their glove compartment. It's yeah. a, it's a Johnny yeah. Cash, Roseanne, Roseanne Cash, like you know one of the, the albums they sure. do together. Yeah, Jewel. it's and then Jewel like, pieces of you. All right, and, okay. You like singer songwriters? And there's Prodigy, the wicked, 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 wicked fire starter um, single on CD. You can just call this song Firestarter, which is what it is. You <laughs> don't need to call it Firestarter. The wicked Firestarter, that guy. Fucking wicked pisser. Gotta oh, listen to fucking Prodigy. Gotta pack a mobbies guy. Um, listen to DYS. Sick. <laughs> no, guy. Hey, 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 slow down. <laughs> Slow hey, it down. Beep, beep, beep. Back it up. Because you will be doing that next interview. Uh, not, <laughs> yeah, no, no not participating. Uh, who is that character? Yeah. Uh, sounds like somebody I don't want to be in a car with. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Uh, definitely a, a list of influences that I don't think I want to see how they amalgamate together. I think uh, that's some somebody who. I mean, there's a certain kind of '90s male person who likes friends more than Seinfeld um, (laughs) who's like in his fifties now that I can see that's, that's their, that's, that's in their, that was in their glove compartment at some point. Definitely. Um, But didn't want to commit to the whole prodigy album. Just just like that song. Is it a single? No, it's a CD single. Oh, even better. It probably has never listens to the, yeah. Never listens to the remixes. (laughs) Oh no. It's yeah, like that's a branching out. Like there's a coil remix, which is crazy, and you're like, oh, it might actually be good. And he's like, nah. Never even, never even reads the liner notes. He gets never even ro- considered it. He gets Rolling Stones, you know, at the grocery store when he's at the airport. He'll get Spin he Rolling Stones. Yeah, Stones. Yes, multiple. <laughs> and he and and he read Same about Prodigy them them saying that he they were the new um, the new great rock band. And then Did he, he like Ray Gun magazine at one point? No, he's 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 not that cool. Okay, good. Yeah, because that is definitely the mark of cool. Was like in Ray yeah. Gun magazine. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like a terrible person. <laughs> I'm That's glad how... you didn't. I'm glad you didn't stick to this as a full character. If I might go a little Kaiser Sose on you, <laughs> oh, let me please. just sh- sh- show you my glove compartment. Hold hey, on, um... let me get a let me pick up a cup of coffee. <laughs> 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 Jewel, um, <laughs> Jewel coffee cup. Yeah. Um, I was a child prodigy. Yet. <laughs> and I got cash in my pocket. <laughs> they keep calling me Johnny. I don't know. Yeah. I've lost the usual suspects thread. <laughs> All right, let's let's All do right. let's do this thing. So. Um, do you want me to set it up, or does someone else want? It's your thing, Jeff. So, do you want to set this one up? This is your. This is you birthed this idea. Can I just do the fucking intro? I can do here? a check on a kid. Hold on, Jesus. All right. Welcome to Docs Till Death, the podcast where old punks talk about punk documentaries, or, in the case of today. A little mini so topic. My name is Jeff Garlock. I'm Pete Tetlin. <sighs> I'm not a guy who likes Johnny Cash, <laughs> Prodigy, <laughs> and Jewel. Pieces of you all at once. I'm not that guy. You just like no. the Wicked Fiestata single. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. You I just am like a, the I, Coil remix. You are I, the Wicked Fire I, I am a Wicked Firestarter. Oh, I'm, Okay. Yes, that's what it is. So, today we are doing a mini-sode. We are not covering a documentary, but 
What are we talking about today? Well, uh, we are talking about a topic that is uh, very relevant and hardcore. Uh, we are talking about, how do we say this? Uh, bands that are good that are also a bad influence. And what does that mean? Well, we're talking about a genre here. We're talking about hardcore being a genre, so you're playing with genre tropes. But sometimes when you find out what a band sounds like and they start to use other bands that you might like in the hardcore realm as a reference point, you might start to think to yourself, maybe I'm not going to like this band that we're talking about. Surprisingly. (laughs) Does that make sense? Am I explaining this well, boys? Should we do it by process of elimination? Like, so what we're not talking about are bad bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers or Sonic Youth. No, because that's like a pointless, that's not a discussion. Like, it's just like, great. They sound like Red Hot Chili Peppers or Sonic Youth. Why would I bother listening? Yes. uh, You're starting from a a dullard's point. That's just (laughs) bad, bad and bad, right? Yeah. It's it's bad on bad. Bad in, bad out. That's a hat on a hat, on a bad hat, on <laughs> yeah. a Dr. Seuss hat, basically, oh. on a alternate tuning hat. Uh, no, these are, we're talking about how uh, there, there are many bands out there that are, are great bands, but if, you, if, you, uh, if you're claiming that you're influenced by them, it might not turn out so good in your end product does that make sense it's 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 like it's um, like a very esoteric topic <laughs> we're talking about today but it makes sense to me it's like it's like um the famous spanish you know um example of, of spanish royalty where they kept inbreeding mm-hmm. and that the there was so much sort of um degeneration in because they would because the royal one the royal family wanted to keep the bloodlines pure so they mm-hmm. kept inbreeding and then they kept getting more and more degenerative degenerative diseases as the generations um, uh, progressed to the point where they were um, incapable of actually of having of bearing children among other things and so it's a, a little bit like this where there's some mark of glory or renowned with the glory is too strong a word but there's some prestige associated with the band and that we give that initial band of you know of of the first generation, the parenting generation say, this is an amazing band, but it's almost as if that whole sequence of what happened in the Spanish royalty is collapsed into two bands. One band is great. Sire is a whole host of other bands. Subsequent band is, is a hot mess. It's a hot mess. I mean, I like that in my wonder if I'm explaining exactly what I'm saying. You uh, explained it with a, deeper maybe more complicated metaphor yes um, it, is it, it's me right what's going on here <laughs> so <laughs> so well, why don't we why don't we just do some okay go ahead jeff you got something well, i was just gonna say like i why i was like thinking about this topic is again thinking about we 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 talk on this podcast about primarily punk and hardcore and uh you know these are uh very heavily genre-based and sub-genre-based forms of music. And uh, I I also know it's something we have talked about where, you know, there's a certain style of hardcore and punk where uh, you don't don't want it to move out of the genre. 
mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a very specific way. So, as all bands, like, have influences, I guess, for example, it always kind of depends on your taste. In my mind, if someone says this band is influenced, like, what does it sound like? Well, it sounds like New York hardcore bands. Or it sounds like Madball. I, I I am kind of set up because they are working in a, a specific kind of genre of its own that even if I don't love the band that we're talking about, the band that's being influenced, it it makes sense to me. Yep. Uh, uh, if someone, if you're just like, yeah, Youth Crew. Youth Crew as a whole. Youth Crew oh. as a whole is a little bit of a genre that isn't supposed to be influenced by too many drastic things like if it sounds like youth of today that's a good thing hold on you you let's not jump that shark unless yet. you're just getting into here we, 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 let's not let's this. not start with Look the at that let's okay. let's not start with that example but your, your point is like maybe even a better or exa- we're having a point counterpoint because i would love to hear this but, go but on. let's let's give the let's give a a, a a a couple examples that we can agree on first so to your point, like to you said, like you know, a band like New York Hardcore, everyone is working within certain conventions. Another thing would be like D beat bands, like you know, sure. you don't you don't expect D beat bands to go too far outside. You know, even even like post, there's a certain thing when people say post punk, they often think of like Gang of Four, bass heavy, right. tinny guitar sounds. There's certain bands that are touchstones that like the conventions that have been associated with them are so normalized or normative that it is, I don't know, it's, it's, it doesn't mean the things that follow aren't necessarily good, but they don't really, it's very hard to see how they like, just by virtue of being influenced by those things, it can get really bad. I think one example or one thing to say is that when bands are influenced, often, oftentimes when a band cites a very original and distinct sounding band as an influence, that's where things can tend to go wrong. <laughs> yes. I think that's the main, honestly, that's the main thing I was thinking about before we start is the idea of, uh, yeah. Like if I'm listening to a debate, D beat band, I want them to sound like a D beat band. Like right. I want them to specifically sound like a D beat band. I want them to have kind of specific vocals. Um, and, and if it's, a. uh, Oftentimes, some of these kind of very genre-heavy bands, either they started the sound or uh, uh, why I like them is that they are sticking to this basic format. But I do think that is the main key is like, as you grow up and you're trying to find more punk, you're trying to find more hardcore, more music, what's one way that you start to do it? Well, you start to see, okay, uh, these are bands that were associated with other bands, but also I'm reading in these distros vary distribution like various catalogs that this band sounds like this band Mm -hmm. but when it is as you're saying a band that is kind of generally known as being unique more often than not you start to find i would start to find that it's like well i don't know what they were going for but it wasn't what this band (laughs) is like you know what i mean yeah so let's let's i mean so the example that we talked about um, off air, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, that might be a, just like to go to one that I think we all agree on, um, and maybe maybe Pete doesn't agree here, um, because it is like again, it's like a touchstone in so many ways. Would be Fugazi, yes, right? A very original band, very important band. It was band. kind of the starting point of this thought 
conversation right. was like kind of like talking on text of if a band says that they're influenced by Fugazi, I think I might not like that band. Mm-hmm. Basically, cites them as like yeah, like we are doing you know. We are trying to sound like this unique band, this band that lives in its own, not in, you, a band that lives in its own world. Yeah. Um, I mean, it- I, I would love to just even going off that immediately off of what you said, because especially around this, Pete, you're very quiet. About <laughs> I'm it. listening. I'm listening. That how, how, how do you, fe- if you see that a band cites Fugazi as an influence, musical influence, because musical I also influence. think, I think it's very, it's, it's very not necess- not as often, but often also suspect when they talk about them as like a kind of influence for how they want to be in an interview, right? Like, so on one thing, it's fine to be like, right. yeah, Fugazi's like kind of ethics influence me. But if you're being interviewed, like, you know, in a major publication and you're just being like, yeah, we want to do Fugazi, you're not probably, you're probably not doing it, you know, and right. you're probably very young or... Fugazi is about as deep as your understanding of like the punk and hardcore like kind of world goes, right? Right. But but we're going to talk about the music, right? So that that was your thing. So I'm sorry, Pete. Jeff asked you a question. <laughs> I I caveated it and I took it over. So no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think it was a good caveat. It was a, it was the right, right caveat. It was like you're mansplaining. But it, yeah, um, if if you oh. yeah stop Fugazi splaining, <laughs> Pete. Pete. So we live it. with these. <laughs> If you if you hear or at one point in life you heard this band sounds like Fugazi, would that make you go awesome? No. Or did it make you question how exactly are you doing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think it made me think awesome. I think I just want to listen to Fugazi, and then it also right. seems pretty lofty in terms of like you're just trying to yeah. mimic something that's happening. That's like very specific. Lofty is a good word, you know. Well, so I guess even yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. Like I'm trying to figure. I guess that's part of it. Part of this discussion is figuring out what makes it that some bands fall into that category. And sometimes I think it's a multifaceted answer. But like, wh- why is it lofty to you? I mean, musically, I don't know if it's. You know, when I listen to Fugazi, I'm not like they're so. I don't know if they're so groundbreaking now. When I listen to it, I'm just kind of like, I mean, I still like them, but I don't. Wow. wow. Can wow. we put a shots fired in here? <laughs> the nicest guy at Hardcore shitting on his favorite band. <laughs> I'm not like, uh, yeah, so, but I think them as a full package, that's different. I just think that they sort of wrote the, the script. So for you to be like, well, we're doing it that way feels, yeah, feels lofty. Feels like. You're not trying to do your own thing. Right. Which, especially, again, why I think it can be with some bands where, like, if someone's like, I want to sound like Earth Crisis. Or, like, I'll say this. There's, like, a whole, like, uh, pile of newer bands that are, like, younger that are now, like, oh, we weren't around for New Age Records. Mm. I want to replicate New Age Records. So, like, you listen to, like, Eco Strike. Like, Eco Strike is just, like, almost, like, a greatest hits of New Age records when you're listening to it. Really? But, yeah. I haven't like, heard them. I, thought, I assumed that they were more of a metal band with the name. Like, no, like, no. There's, like, I mean, like, from the art, but there's, like, one single that I love that truly is, like, 
All right, the verse is a strife part, and then it goes directly into a outspoken style part. Interesting. And but it's but the difference is it it it's very well aware. Mm. Like they that's what they are doing. They are doing new age records to me. Like I can't speak for them completely, but like it's it's not like they're trying to uh, uh, create a new animal. Mm-hmm. They're they're redoing an animal. Um, Versus why Fugazi popped in my head, and maybe Matt, you can add to this. Like as like the beginning of this topic is, uh, not only that it's lofty, but like so like Fugazi's one a band that has a lot of eras. So if you're saying you're going mm-hmm. after Fugazi, like sounding like Fugazi, like what does that mean? Yeah. Like, are you talking about like waiting room era? Are you talking about argument era? Like, etc. So uh, it it just feels like a vague. Uh, smart influence. Uh, right. I also think Fugazi is a band that both shows and buries their influences. And I think that is also a sign of like a band I might not be interested in if they aren't understanding. And this is if the band is describing it. Like I, this is not getting into, which is another side of this is reviews who use bands lazily as touchstones. Um, but if you're saying, oh, I, well, we wanted to sound like Fugazi, it's just like, well, do you not want to sound like this dub record, this big boys record, whatever it is, like piece together the influences that clearly influence them because they're not just playing punk and hardcore. And not just that's lofty, but that there's like, are you going to replicate Ian's voice? Are you going to replicate Guy's voice? Like, what The I voices want are any- so distinct. It's like, yeah, yeah, like what I, it's not a bellow. It's not like a, okay, I'm doing youth crew vocals. I'm doing death metal vocals. I'm doing D-beat, uh, Swedish D-beat vocals. I'm doing uh, Japanese hardcore vocals. Like, it's like, I'm going to just sound like Guy. Like, is an <laughs> Well, there's the thing. vocals there of like literally the sound of their voices. But I think it's the same, like, they are distinct, like, the songs are non-intuitive, you know, because they're like, they're songwriters. They're like, they each, like, yeah, both of the, like, I don't know who, who writes all this stuff, but it, it's very distinct in that way of like, you don't, you hear, when people talk about their favorite singer-songwriters, like you, you, you hear them talk about like their favorite singer-songwriters, they're talking about certain like. Like Johnny Cash. <laughs> Like Jewel, like Jewel, yeah. Prodigy, yeah. Um, Atari Teenage Riot, you know, like yeah, well, yeah, like yeah, songwriters. Yeah. Ooh, digital hardcore. Now we're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, people, but like most of the time, like when someone who is, you know, well versed talks about these things, they're either talking about like lyrical content for like singer songwriters, or certain kind of like you know chord structure or like kind of real musical moves that they do. And you just don't get the impression that when the bands who cite Fugazi, like as a reference, they're thinking, I mean, maybe thinking lyrically, but their lyrics aren't anything particularly to write home about, but they're like, they're not thinking any particular musical moves. It's, it's just this kind of like what a lot of times when people cite Fugazi, I feel like it might come off as I want to, I want to carve out a space similar to the space they've carved out. It's not actually a musical claim. It's a, it's a claim to either importance or relevance, you know, not the same thing, but yeah. So that, so that's that. That's what we mean. And like, I can't think of, you know, I think Pete probably was would cite a handful of Discord bands that have 
at least in, that where Fugazi is an implied. I think some of us would probably also like a bunch of bands where like Fugazi is like an implied influence, but not an overtly stated influence. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Um, right. And that's, and, and, and those, I mean, when I say that those discord bands aren't, they're not the bands, maybe Jeff to a certain extent are the bands that he's not feeling, but I think there's a whole other category of band that we're talking about too, that are not those bands. Um, right. But let's like can we let's stretch it out to maybe like to give examples we'll continue to shade in what we're talking about here. Do you have another do you have one you want to jump to? I have like a list here of 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 bands. I had one that popped in my head and this was connected to I mentioned the Very catalog, but it was th- so this is a band that was slash is still an influence on me. We've talked about them before, but I it's it's for some reason it feels like sometimes a band that like if it's given a description that it sounds like it and it might be because i have one reference point in my head but it feels like i'll be like oh they're not going to nail what was great about that band uh dead guy mm. like i think to me like dead guy is a band that like gets thrown around as a reference point or at least one point did and i think it's why i thought this is uh, dead guy is i remember distinctly in the very distribution catalog uh which uh if you don't remember very was this huge distro and they used to put out an insanely thick catalog with long explanation not so long but they gave an explanation of every single record longer um, than heart attack reviews <laughs> definitely longer than a heart attack <laughs> review uh not as long as aquarius records website which if you never went it's Aquarius Records website maybe being gone is one of the saddest things to me as someone who liked to just like dick around on the Aquarius website record, which was a record store in San Francisco that literally gave like five page reviews, like descriptions to every noise tape that they sold. Best online music browsing experience Mm -hmm. possibly. Yeah. Like I've ever had worst in person music browsing experience I've ever had. Yes. The one time I went, I immediately walked in and was just like Can't I actually when I walked in I went, Oh, they just sell a lot of CDs. Yep. And I don't and want it, any CDs and they seem grumpy. Uh and it's okay. tight and it, it was, was small. The vinyl selection was so small really. Um and I will say in all of the long descriptions they gave, I think they were they had Panthers Are You Down and it was just kinda like guys from orchid it's cool <laughs> and i was like is, is this a heart attack review how did this get in here um but so dead guy or dead guy would show up in uh very catalog and i just remember like i would like go through that thing religiously and i'd be like i don't know this band oh if the influence is something that sounds like something i'd be into and i remember them describing the first shy halud ep as sounding like dead guy and then when I got it, I was just like, do I not know what <laughs> dead guy sounds like? Like, it's like, I like Shai Halu, but this is not like, why would you not say burn or just like anything that sounds anything like this band? But like, and then it just became where, I don't know, like it, it, it was like a shorthand for kind of noisy, crazy bands, mm. uh, which I think is part of it is like when a band becomes a shorthand sometimes i'm like well you're not capturing the magic that lives in that one individual band because even in that case it's again a fugazi thing where i'm like 
don't just be into dead guy like you have to at least check out the cows and like unsane and like stuff like that the things that were the am rep bands that were making them be like we're gonna throw our guitars around even more than in rorschach um uh uh voivod like in the 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 kind of the the influence that, that they had but there is just like to me that's like a more like a, a one of the like modern ones that like seems like it should be uh uh I would be into any band that says that they're influenced by Dead Guy but I don't know there's a fair amount of bands that claim them and then I'm like hmm it's a part for, it's a part for the whole kind of situation is what you're describing there where right. they take this part of Dead Guy to be kind of descriptive of a whole of some of a, that that this part of Dead Guy is actually what they are and they're more than just like, like a loud chaotic band they've got right. other things that if you call them that and they don't have these other qualities or features they don't live up to it i think that's the thing is like when it's a band it goes back to what you said like they're a little uh, dead guys a little bit more of like an i kind of iconoclastic band to me and that they're a collection of their influences not Oh, here's the D beat part. Like here's the here's the okay. youth crew part. Here's this and like so like you can't just kind of uh I don't know. It, it's for those bands that like to me, I'm like you just kinda can't completely capture the magic that is their kind of chaos. Like right. it's not just throwing guitars around and trust me, I tried and bands <laughs> like all ask. Like we certainly wanted to throw our guitars like dead guy. Uh, uh and and again, I'm saying this as someone who like every song I write, I still will probably rip off a dead guy style chord. But what I'm ripping off is a Voivod chord, basically, most of the time. But that um, almost sounded like that it's more like laziness on the part of the person writing the review versus right. band saying, you know, Shai Halud or whoever saying, you know, we're going for a dead guy influence and maybe they did i don't i don't know that but certainly that also I is the problem I'm, is that I'm, you so many i'm reviews... trying to find the way to not shit on some <laughs> of course of course <laughs> that i know are big and exist yes. that have also claimed dead guy as an influence okay. and i'm like how did that yes. translate exactly to this warp tory band that's as right. much i'll say but, <laughs> but i also think go on pete and maybe this when we get into zines in a future minisode will look at just sort of review hot takes and, and laziness in that because I think people who write reviews yeah. there's really good reviews and there's people who sort of just try to generalize in the way that when you go on Spotify now and it's like oh if you for fans of and it's just like bands where you're like how are they connected you know it's like they played a show <laughs> together sometimes. and so now I will like them by the algorithm yeah. uh, it's, right. it's sort of like that early algorithm that doesn't make any sense I was reading. Um, we can do. I'll get back to this on the, when we talk about zines at some point. But like, I was actually reading like an old pitchfork, a couple of old pitchfork reviews a couple of days ago for like a couple of black metal records, and it amazed me for someone who like Burzum, whoever, Philosphem. I always got, on, just gonna go, go back and read it every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah just to remind uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, about how yeah, what we can talk about like just how awkward the review was because it. 
it's very hard to do a good review. And almost sometimes I feel like it's better to give me the references, like what you think it sounds. It's like, uh, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, sometimes I appreciate when like the heart attack style is like, if you like this band, you'll like that band. Because yes. like if your musical vocabulary, like it's really hard to have like a developed enough musical vocabulary to actually review a record and have the yeah. time to spend with it. So short of that, just give me the, tell me that, tell me it sounds like Moss Icon. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, we might have. T- I I know I've talked about this on other podcasts. I also sometimes just going into reviews, and we'll probably talk about this more in scenes. Uh, but uh, I also have to remind myself, especially in something like a Pitchfork. If you're t- mentioning like black metal, I have to be like, all right, let me read this review, and then what other records did this person review? Oh yeah, I gotta check. Like, do they have a context to e- that I should even bother yeah. uh, to kind of like listen to this combined with uh it's a you know it's anecdotal off of my life but i know that for you know for a while i was writing like freelance metal reviews and uh it was a lot easier to be snarky <laughs> like and it was a lot easier to kind of like shit on a record than like explain why a record was good yeah. um it's almost impossible yeah and i would, I, yeah, and I would notice myself leaning into not liking a record more so than I did versus like really the answer was probably like I'm indifferent <laughs> like, right. I listen to it I'll never listen to it again because it's it's I might as well have like I was like you know the the truth is like heart attack like you said we make fun of the heart attack review but the idea of like if this is your thing you might be into it I'm not <laughs> um, but it's just it's easier to kind of lean into that especially uh, yeah when you maybe have uh, I don't know. It's harder with genre stuff. Like I, I need to, I need to know that you understand the genre that it's coming from. Right. Um. Uh. I mean, speaking of more genre stuff, I mean, Matt, did you have an example of a band? I got. I have. I have a. I have a handful here, and we don't have to do all of them. Um, but one clustering that I thought of, and I think I have three bands here in 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 a in a grouping. Right. That I include together for a couple of reasons. One, because they're kind of geographically from the same area. And two, because I think what happens for each of these, like the bands that cite these three bands as influences, they kind of emerge a similar problem. So the three bands I was thinking of are Antioch Arrow, Honeywell, and The Locust. I had, so, I, I had all, I almost wrote those all down too, but especially Antioch, where I was yeah. like, okay, go on. Because if you I list those three bands, again, they're not the same band. I don't, there's, you know, maybe some overlapping playing at some points, but like, like Honeywell is so, um, the, the power is not in the songwriting minus like one song, really. It's in the kind of performance. Mm-hmm. So to say you want to sound like them is um, really saying like, I want to scream and wail. You know, like really that right. there is like, there's, you're not saying much more than that. Right. Um, and with Antioch, like they're just, and I think the same thing with the Locust. Like the Locust and Antioch are also kind of like you saying you want to wail because, but those two bands are just so unique um, in in their in their in their song like writing. You know, um, yeah. that like when people do pick up on things, they pick up on elements that are probably not the most compelling elements. Like if they want to be in the, there's so many bands that want to be a Locust band. And then the the organ made its way all over the place, yeah. and I can't think of many bands where it actually worked. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of Antioch bands, a lot of Antioch bands, 
um, like really aped uh, Aaron Montaigne's kind of delivery or even his performance. Right. I can't think of in any instance where it where it panned out. You know, it, it, it really like, it looks like a bad carbon. Both for the, all of these bands, it looks like a really bad carbon copy really quickly because all three of those bands the last thing i'll say about it is like they're arguably arguably bands that should not work yes <laughs> you know like nine times out of ten those bands just don't work so when they do work and all three of them do work it kind of feels like a little bit of gold you know it feels kind of like like there's like an alchemy to it um but it's real rare you know and so well, they're also three bands that uh yeah, it's just hard to think like why like why would you try to replicate them? Like what exactly? It's what you said too. It's like that. that it, it's it's I'm hard pressed most time that the people will take them as a straight influence of like I'm legitimately going to be playing music like them. That they're going to pull the right thing out of them. Like Locust makes the most sense as one you could pull. Right. But uh, it uh, in a weird way, at least some of the bands I'm thinking of, it. It one often denies that, uh, even though it was like kind of rudimentary at first, that the keyboard playing the way it worked in it, like actually mm. worked really well. It, it didn't sound like we kind of now have a Casio. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, also misses out on the power violence part, like often. Oh, yeah, Locus, takes- which is a strange part. Like that, they, they get rid of the heaviness. That especially is in the Man's the Bastard split, but that like that's the part that gives you the next level of when they work, why they work. Uh, Antioch, Antioch is just such an interesting like. After all these years of being a band I love so much, it is they're a band that's just like, well, what exactly is Antioch Arrow? Um, uh, And. you know, they're also a band that, uh, in a variation with Locust, and this is personal taste that always plays into this conversation anyways, there's only so much quote-unquote sass I want in yeah. music. Um, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes I'm like, is it just kind of covered by Antioch and another one I had written down for myself, like Nation of Ulysses. I'm saying this as a band who I've been in bands that... We, you know, Panthers, like we cite Nation, but in some ways it's more of the, uh, it's actually the, the, the opposite thing of Fugazi where it's like, you can, uh, I actually think the copying of Nation's aesthetic is easier to do than the music of Nation Ulysses because it's borderline, uh, Nation sometimes is a band that I'm like, I love them and I wouldn't want to listen to any more of them. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and it's the same with Antioch. Like it's like I wouldn't want to listen to, uh, I wouldn't want a billion more Antioch records in the first place. That's the other part too. It's hard to kind of capture a band right. who only exists in that little bit of a form, and then when you're capturing it, it ends up with vocals that are just like, uh, uh, and I was like, okay, I I was barely holding on when I listen to Antioch sometimes <laughs> with those vocals. And Honeywell is out of all... That's why Honeywell is the thing that comes back over the many years to, like, the smart kids into screechy music, basically. Quote, unquote. What do you mean? Uh, They're just, like, the reference point to, like, if I'm like, oh, I know this person is into, like, 
kind of mm. uh, screamy hardcore, but I also trust their taste. Yeah. Often it will be Honeywell, but like Honeywell truly is like after all these years of not only playing music that somewhat lives in that world, like I still will sometimes listen to Honeywell and be like, I don't really understand what you guys are doing. And I don't know if you even completely understood it. And touring with Volume 11 for the little bit, I'd be like, yeah, I think you're just like such unique personalities that it came across in like, I don't know why you're making some of the moves you're making. In what should actually be Honeywell, maybe out of all of them, the most genre specific band. You know what I mean? Like that it's like the closest to living in a genre, but it might be weirdly the furthest out from the genre. Yeah, yeah, I think people like it's it's the mix and the vocals that people like attach themselves to there, you know, right. and and the, and the guitar tone. It's actually not any of the musical moves. No, you know, because like so, so many of like the the post Honeywell bands were just like like that. I mean, there's a couple that are good, you know. Um, well, you know, which cuts against what I'm saying, but like bands that you can see are clearly influenced by Honeywell, but they kind of go in a different direction with it. You know, like there's a, there's a little bit more like rock or songcraft in right. a different way than it. Um, I'm really just thinking of like Makara, who who who, who I, I I still stand by, but um, I I stand behind them as well. Yeah, and but, especially because a uh, friend of the podcast, Joe Zarek, I can never listen to Makara mm. and not think of him describing them. The mm. interesting part about Makara. <laughs> Is mm. that whenever the singer is not singing, it's like she takes the microphone and puts it to the PA to allow the feedback to come at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's remember, true. Yeah. And I remember getting the scripture when I got the seven attack. I go, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's, a, I, I also wonder if that's like part of it is like to glom onto, um, to use as an influence, uh, and this isn't across the board, but maybe like all, except for the Locust, both of those bands are bands that only had like a very small mm-hmm. window. Yeah. Like, and, and, and especially in Honeywell's case, like Honeywell is like, especially like second wave of black metal where it's like, did they know that they were capturing that sound? Or was it a mistake or was it limitations? Sure. Like, and when you're trying to replicate that, you're never exactly going to replicate it. I mean, the closest is sometimes the oppressiveness of like those Colorado y, like, youth attack bands, more of just like where it's like borderline. I'm like, am I going to be able to listen to this? <laughs> like, yeah. just like the mix is so intense. Yeah. Uh, way to go, Will Dandy. On all those mixes and masters, um, uh, but it's like a real gamble with those bands with me. Um, uh, but even those bands are like, you know, we all we we know what it means when people are like half jokingly saying "mask guy hardcore." I'd be yeah. like, okay, I know what the moves are going to be, and I'm not going to be upset when they hit those moves. Yeah. I think that's like the weird distinction is like what makes it that you know, some of these bands make it that I get upset when they are citing it or the review cites them and then they don't actually hit it. And I think it's a lot of times it's maybe trying to catch an iconoclast and uh, esoteric idea that existed only for a very short window for some of these bands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one, everyone knows well enough to not cite man as a bastard as like an influence. Right. Yeah. But they don't know it well enough to not cite these other bands as influences. Yeah. Yes. 
I was going to yeah. say, I mean, I think it goes along with what Jeff was saying is like, with those three bands specifically, and this might be a hot take, like with the Locust, after that first LP, I don't know that I need any more. Wow. I, that, I don't know. Shots so, fired. Shots fired. And so I don't, I don't need other bands doing that because I felt like it, that, those yeah. sounds encapsulated what I wanted. Well, they changed, yeah. right? Like they, I think they knew, like, I mean, like that record, you, that yes, record is the record. Right. Like you don't need another yeah, version of yeah. that record. Yeah. And then they, like, I feel like, in, yeah, so, I, I, yeah. So I think maybe they even, they're even aware of that. It doesn't need to be more than that. That's a good well, call. Yeah. Also, because, and I think we also struck upon, and it is its own little, uh, how do you answer when this is the case? But, you know, the mentioning of man is the bastard. Like, granted, you know, one of my double bass grindcore bands, Year is One, we definitely had at least one song where we're like, do, 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 like that kind of fucking wood solo. But, I mean, man is the bastard is like maybe like, maybe the number one example of like a band that blows my mind are like one of the greatest bands ever. And do I need <laughs> to listen to anything that sounds like man is a bastard? If you could replicate a bunch of stoned out volcanic ash smoking fucking hippies reading howl. That's the other part, too. They are a list of elements that I shouldn't <laughs> like to some extent. Yeah. Like reading Ginsburg while they talk about, like, hey, man, what well, well, we need is peace and love, man. So let's put semen in the eye socket of Thomas Lentz. Like, literally, like, every move that Man's the Bastard does. And then going into chirping <laughs> yeah. noise. That's like... <laughs> like, every single element actually shouldn't work like like a description of a man's the bastard record should be bad to me and i think they're the greatest <laughs> band ever and so like they're maybe the number one of like just like why like how one how could you replicate man's the bastard because you have to replicate their personalities they've got a musical persona like they they they, they are one big musical idea you yes. know what i mean like yeah i like that's the way i would put Combined it Combined with like, yeah. the fact of how they did their imagery and it's like their version yeah. of crass style imagery and like the weird totally confusing lineage of charred remains into mass bastard combined with ph piss happy children and like where you're like i mean and just i mean power violence one of the parts i love about it is that it's just like that lineage gets so confusing and i'll just be like wait that guy in low threat profile was in infest but was he not in this but he played on this like which guy is in which but i I think why man sebastian also stands out so much is power violence is such a genre thing like even if i think a new power violence band isn't like great a lot of times i'll still be like yeah i mean if i want more power violence it's there and like some bands really nail it like sometimes full of hell really gets it sometimes endless blockade really got it like you know with like you'll be like oh that and regional justice center like really gets it like you're just like oh you that's the plus of that bit is like when you find a band that's like hitting exactly what you hear in a genre and you're like oh you know exactly what you want but still out of all that no one should ever (laughs) be bad as the bastard because you can't like that's like so crazy yeah Um, yeah. 
and there are also bands though that's like because like, i'm just thinking of like not to make it so loud but like uh there's halfers to me too in a weird way <laughs> like a band that like if someone says like oh they're influenced by jesus lizard to me i'll be like well there's really only one jesus lizard like the way they all work together stands out from other bands that in theory sounded like jesus lizard and there's only one david yao but at the same time if someone gets the reference of jesus lizard i'll be like well it's not exactly that but there's probably at least a part in there that i enjoy (laughs) like sort of thing um uh, so they're like a band that's like impossible to replicate, but easy to replicate all at the same time. They're yeah, a I feel like a mishmash. I feel like maybe in the last ten years there was many bands trying to do something, some element Jesus of them. Lizard. Yeah, definitely. Like piss jeans. Piss jeans. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Uh, Shellac is another band just in that world where it's just like they're a band that people replicate, try to replicate. And you I'm going to disagree with you there. What? Give because. Wow. Wow. My, 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 and wow. Pete's going to back, oh, Pete's going to back me up on this one because I, I actually, I actually like this bit. Like it's like, um, my, my disco. disco. Yeah. My disco, like people say, Oh, it's shellac. You know, and now they came to the U S and Albini recorded the record. Like, and they're, they have, they're no longer really like playing like, you know, rock music in the same way anymore. But, um, the cancer, I think, is the record that they, the first record they recorded with Steve Albini. Mm-hmm. Um, is that right, so. Pete? Is that the? It is. It, but it, so there's like there's definitely kind of like it's definitely it has to be a reference. Like if there's it's not a reference, it's like some crazy psychic connection, right? Um, but it's almost like they take the certain sounds and certain like repetitive qualities, and like they take that as like their thesis on the, 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 the those first couple of records. We're like we're gonna take this repetitive thing that is part of the, and this kind of tinniness, which is part of Albini's, but we're just going to like, we're going to ride that wave. So there's something really unique. I mean, shellac is shellac. Um, but I think what's interesting about, and I can, I know what you're saying in a way, you know, but like a band that wants to sound like it would be kind of painful, but a band that hears in, in shellac, a, a specific idea, Yes. And makes that that specific idea the centerpiece of their of their sound. I think that's kind of like that's its that's own kind of interesting yes, thing. That's yeah. like the uh, it goes back to the beginning. If you're a band, yeah. you're like we're influenced by Fugazi, but it's like well, no. But if Fugazi is clearly like influenced by this and this and this, right. that's that that's the punk version to me of doing that. It's like oh, a band will work if it's just like of course. Uh, you know, like I'll listen to Ad Action Park and be like, "Oh, that like one type of part I would love to replicate." And it sounds well, as like, a whole album. Yeah, not knowing my disco enough, but being like, "Could I uh, uh, modern classical it? Like, could I like yeah. take shellac, tinniness, and Terry Riley it, or like right. Steve Reich it? Like, and 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 also combined is. with like." the black metal that we like where it's just like, Oh, it's more of like, it's about the cycle of the song in a weird way. Like, yeah, that's a different thing versus as you know, like why I brought up shellac is like, there's certainly bands that are just like, we will sound like them and our songs will be structured like them. And, and for me, I'm like, well, I only need to listen to Ad action park now and then like, I don't need to listen to other and <laughs> prayer wow. to God. Like, once. Yeah. Uh, wow. Hey, look, that second record, not my bag. Um, terraform? Which is the second uh, one? That's the one with the spaceship. Yeah, Terraform. Yeah, I really one. can't deal with Terraform. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are there any other bands before? I mean, I feel like we're we might be close to wrapping up. I mean, I've got other bands. Sort of. It seems like yeah. I would love to hear. I mean, once mine from are not Pete. are not within the hardcore realm. I don't think. It uh, doesn't matter, baby. This is music. Or no, Blind Melon? Yeah, is mean, that what you're gonna go, Pete? Yeah, this no. I mean, it does. Pearl Jam. I don't know if you guys oh. have heard them. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, oh. I think to some extent, Lifetime. There was yeah. definitely some bands who came out afterwards uh, who were doing exactly the well, same thing. Well, there's one band that thing. sounds exactly like Oh, I don't know. Yeah, what band are you them. talking about? I don't even think that. Is this a thing that we've all agreed upon, that there's <laughs> one <laughs> record by a band that sounds exactly like a band named uh, Lifetime? I don't know. That, that, you, that know what? you know what, guys? Let's town. not talk about it now. Let's just save the day uh, <laughs> to talk about it later. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I mean that one is yeah. a wild one. Like you're just like as a ba- as like I never even cared about lifetime. I was yeah. just like, whoa, really? <laughs> like, uh, okay. I also had you um, know Sunny Day Real Estate. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the I mean Sunny Day falls into. <laughs> I mean this is part of the category too is the bands that like are like shellac for me where I'm just like, I like Sunny Day enough. Like I don't need to listen to yeah more. Right sunny day or yes. a lot of them like i want to like scratch the sunny day itch once a year and then Never. to find mm-hmm. 10 other bands that you're just like oh you're gonna do that thing like like kind of like yeah not the greatest S- sunny day is the band that like launched like three labels <laughs> like minimum i mean the you know, emo, the very emo popular Diaries throughout the like, 90s i feel like that whole thing yeah. you remember that we gotta do an episode. Of, we gotta do a whole episode of Pharaohs and Kings. Shut, shut up, shut, shut out, out, Rob. Shut out. Yeah. <laughs> shut out, Rob. I'm serious. Like we have we'll to. Just like, go I'm just, we're just gonna listen. We have a listening party. Yeah, that yeah. a painful <laughs> minisode for me. And I'm pretty no, sure there's like at least ten of those. Um, yeah. So I think. Th- no, not that. Not, no, I'm not talking about the the emo diaries. I'm talking about that band. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I, uh, yes, Chase Theory yes. or something? Chase Theory. Oh, man, so good. So good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think they, I mean, even just, I mean, this is hard because, like, I, I made that statement about Sunny Day into these bands, but, like, just the, like, a band sounds like Midwestern emo would make me be like, all right, I don't need to listen to them, like, except for right. Christy Front Drive, <laughs> like, still. Yep. Um, and that one Jimmy World song. My other one, and this, I can't really put my finger on, like, who spawned from them, but I feel like the Promise Ring spawn sort of like i don't know how it was but yeah <laughs> i mean that's just like i oh get up kids yeah, yeah. like this bubblegum pop yeah uh, uh that one hard like, for they're, me because they're, they're momentary they had a momentary just, like, not good from the get-go for me <laughs> so like it's not like a like oh they were great and then they like <laughs> you know just not my back uh i would also strike. i mean maybe this is awkward um, Don't get awkward with us, Pete. Jesus. Orchid. Yeah, I mean, Orchid. I mean, sure. I would say yeah. that because, uh, no offense, I mean, it's mostly, it goes into uh, just something I was saying is sometimes, uh, I think Orchid's been a, it becomes a band that is a go-to 
uh, in reviews, like some in certain types of reviews. And I'll just be like, oh, was that not? It doesn't sound like what I thought we were playing. Um, But part of it is what I was saying with Fugazi with some of these bands is like, I, it's like, oh, I, I sometimes I'll hear that in re- that connection, just be like, well, I don't know what you were hearing in us, but that's fine. But like, have you heard one I got prophecy in Sistral? Right. <laughs> like, they really just listen yeah. to that. Like, go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but also, I think you're wrong, Pete. Um, I got one hot take. Maybe we can end on the hot take. Oh, right. please. And I wrote it down. And even though, so it kind of, we, we kind of, Set the stage for it earlier today, earlier in the in the episode. Sinaloa, um, you gonna bring up Sinaloa? <laughs> oh right, youth of today. Youth of today. Yes. If you are citing youth of today as an influence, <laughs> sure. not interested. Not interested. Okay, and it goes a couple ways. It goes one because. Okay, so it, I guess it starts. It's it's one. The easy way to say it is because like. There's such a touchstone that if you cite them as an example, like in 2021, you're not deep enough into that specific subgenre, like youth crew or like, you know, like, like, you know, end of the first wave, beginning of second wave hardcore to like say anything interesting. Right. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just, it's just too broad. The hotter take is that youth of today shouldn't really work. Don't get me wrong. I'm getting you wrong right now, Madden. I am. Oh, God. We are not in this alone, Pete. All right. Let's just. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I can't close my eyes it's... to what Matt is saying right now. Sounds yeah. like you hey, don't no more, like no more. youth of today. So, yeah, sounds like you okay. don't like youth today. That's fine. Okay, I'm going to disengage from that line of, of, <laughs> of talking. And, uh, no, like, they are. Here we go, here we go, here we go again. Is that a shelter song? I'm just, I'm yes. It's yes. <laughs> around uh, three octaves lower than, than it should have been, too. But, you know. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, maybe I, I haven't put the words around this yet. And I was hoping to get a little, a little guidance here. But, like, the, the moves aren't, like, aren't that distinct. The riffs are just good. To some extent, you could say, even at the time, is doing the thing uh, and honestly, also, we'll probably even get further into this in either a future or a past episode uh, about a certain documentary. But I think even at the time, like they were kind of doing the like, we're going to bring back what hardcore was, it seems mm-hmm. like, which is what is the problem with, I think, us with the kind of youth crew revival where it's just like, OK, yeah, like it's a regurgitation, a regurgitation, a regurgitation. But uh and I I agree with you and disagree with you, Matt. I think like one of the I think what it is maybe is if someone cites youth of today, depending on the band, it does sometimes feel like are you going to go further back? Are you going to realize that like that either came from or was a reaction to something else? Right, but you get also, unity or right. But I think maybe actually, and this is as, as someone who like I never saw them back in the day. Like, I'm just like us. I, I, we are not in this alone of not seeing them. But uh, I think when the reference point of youth of today comes, sometimes I'm like, it's uh, not besmirching on it, but like the reunion version of it versus 
I would say in the past year or two, like, I've always loved Youth of Today. And then I was like, they are actually surprisingly harder than I give them credit for. Yeah. Sometimes. And especially Ray's vocals. Like, I, like, it, like, you can kind of get lost in years and years of hearing them. And it's just like, it's like background hum. But then when you actually, like, really listen to, like, break down the walls and you're just like, man, this fucking growl is intense like mm-hmm. and is closer to say like a john brandon than i ever gave fucking credit to like i, I was like this but, is fucking negative approach vocals like no they start in an amazing place it's yes. a band that you know like they start they started yeah i that's so that's right when it's like these riffs that are like awesome and pretty solid actually get more solid because they are the to me a band that like it's hard to replicate because you can't replicate the like my <laughs> like sort of thing it's the performance i mean the, the riffs are good the vocals are good but what makes them what what keeps them alive you know for some people is the performance right like right. the riffs are great the riffs are great but there's not a lot of parts where you're like that's like a mind-blowing part it's just the riff is really really good the songs and are the, a song as a whole yeah, but they're not like it doesn't often stand out. Like it's not like this is the like uh, in the best possible way, right? In the, in the way we like, in the, like Jeff and I, you know, True Till Death like, has maybe some more standout parts. Like Chain yeah. of Strength does have more standout exactly. parts, right? Um, and Youth of Today has that. Like it's easy to see why we both love Youth of Today and the black metal we love because mm-hmm. it's really like tonally about the whole thing yes you know but even then both most of the black metal guys are like really pursuing a couple specific ideas where it's like riff and a couple ideas mm-hmm. where youth is day is just the riff and the the riff and and um and and the growl yeah. you know but it's not it's it's so but no one is like oh, i'm going to do riffs like i mean rarely are people like i'm going to do riffs like youth of today that's not what they're doing when they imitate youth of today it's something totally different right yeah. because if you're about riffs you're just as likely to say i like motorhead i like yeah. negative approach it's like but that's not the people who are like going to cite youth of today as an influence for the most part aren't going to also cite these other non-youth crew bands right yeah that's it wow that's my hot take, that's fair. Hot take. yeah Fair. It feels less hot. hot. I, yeah, I think it started out hot and then it came back, cooled yeah. down. Yes, yeah, cool nice, that's cool. It's a nice, that's cool, cool. <laughs> lukewarm take that we all agree upon. Yeah. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Uh, stop saying you're influenced by anything. Yeah, and so many awful influencers that we haven't even discussed, such as Moss oh, that'd Icon, be too. Chino Horde, Current. Yes, get out of town. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> Tell um, me. Yeah, Chino Horde and Current. Get out of town. I don't need you yeah. around yeah. my wow. life. Okay, well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. You're just going to end it right there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>